0: Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, welcome people to episode one five eight of Dude and a Monkey. Um, I am one of your, co course, Mark Foster, choking on my own voice, um, mm. and I am joined as ever by Yep, some uh, a precarious. Uh... What,
1: what were you just doing then?
0: I was choking on my own
1: words. Yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> that's good. Theory, mate. Um, uh, Ian
0: Loring, hello. Hello, uh, and this week we are here. We we are sadly without our uh, comic book correspondent, uh, Noah Mellor, unfortunately, um, due to his jet set lifestyle. Um, but we are going to talk to you about Captain America uh, Civil War. Uh, we'll also be chatting some uh, what we've been watching, which I think might be a bit of a crossover in that, cause I think we've both watched, you know, Cap, uh, Winter Soldier, and Age of Ultron, I believe. Oh, yes, yes, okay, yeah. yes. So there'll be a bit of crossover, so we can kind of go back over that, so that, that's going to be quite cool. Um, we'll also chat some trailers, and I think we've got a couple of questions, and other bits and bats that go along the way. Um, so, strap yourselves in for, you've got 90 minutes or so of, of, of some, hopefully, Decent chatter. Yes. So, well, I don't say anything happened, but I suppose there has been a little bit of of movie news in the uh, form of Alicia Vikander's been uh, cast in the role of Lara Croft. Uh, When everyone seemed to think that Daisy Ridley had already kind of been cast and uh, had already been set, they announced it and everyone went, oh, Okay.
1: Yeah, it, like, it kind of slightly came out of the blue, didn't it? I don't know whether yeah. the Daisy Ridley thing was people just like think, just assuming she'd get it, but... Um...
0: You mean a little bit like when, when anything was being cast about three years ago and Nathan Fillion was going to be cast in it, or now everything being cast has Christopher Pratt in it? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty much, eh? Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'd like to think she's got a good sense of quality control about her, and... um. I mean, like for the stuff I've seen her, and she hasn't put a foot wrong for me so far. Um, I mean, between this and Assassin's Creed, which obviously stars her boyfriend, um, it it kind of seems like maybe we're going to get a slightly higher class of video game film. Um,
0: yeah, it, it does seem like that the upcoming ones are going to try and kind of take over the the mantle in a similar way to to what Clint, had mean movies um, sort of a decade ago.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, it's. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it's it's decent casting. I think it was you who said that she's going to need to bulk herself up a bit. But yeah, uh, uh,
0: which which I got a little bit of criticism about, which was quite strange.
1: Really, um, yeah, well, no, I mean it, she's a, like she's a very athletic character in 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 the games. Yeah, I think you don't look at Alicia Vikander and and particularly think athletic.
0: No, she's not. I, I wasn't meaning. Yeah, I I, I can't quite understand why, why. A few people, I I got a few people that can agree about that. Um, yeah, what I was meaning was in the same way as when um Seth Rogen took on Green Hornet, people when he's a bit fat for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in in a similar way to that, it is she's gonna have to bulk up for it. She, you know, that's like you said, it's an athletic character. There's gonna be a lot of running, which one of the reasons why I'm glad why uh, Daisy Ridley didn't get it. One of the reasons, there's a number of reasons, and I have not that much against Daisy Ridley. I've seen a few interviews with her recently where I've thought, oh, you seem a little bit like a dick. Um, but she's very good as Ray in, in, in the Star Wars movies, um, you know, and she's kind of, she's got that character. And I was talking to someone, I was talking about this, saying, you know, If she had that character and she had Lara Croft, it'd be a little bit like, well, hang on a minute, there's other people that can play that, and clearly have gone foolish for for Alicia Vikander. The other thing is, it's, and I remember saying this when we reviewed um, the Star Wars movie. She runs weird. Really weird. And there's going to be a lot of running, I'm guessing, in Lara Croft. And um... She runs quite strange. She runs the way uh, that you imagine somebody with webbed hands would run. They kind of, they throw behind her like she's pulling imaginary sand from herself to propel herself forward. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's quite strange. And, I, I, and honestly, try, watch, next time you watch Star Wars, just look at the way she runs. It's bizarre. <laughs> okay.
1: I, even that, That's just a remark. That just reminded me of when I um like t- slightly tangentially when I uh, rewatched Force Awakens. I don't suppose you remember when we had Steve on and we were reviewing it yeah. originally. I said about the title font in the end credits looking weird. Yes. Um. Yeah. I don't know where I got that from. It looks fine on on uh on the home viewing. Um. I meant to say when I I was talking about it um a couple of weeks back, but I forgot. But yeah. So there's that. <laughs>
0: Cool. Uh, and has anything else happened in the wonderful, uh, magnificent world of film uh, in the past week since we were last recording? I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it has actually. I think it's been a lot's kind of been building up to to, um, to this this movie that we're, we're going to talk about uh, shortly. But before that, uh, Ian, uh, what trailers have you been catching this week? Um, yeah.
1: Okay. So uh, I've, I've watched a few. Um, Snowden. Um, the Oliver Stone um, Edward Snowden film, which um, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing that voice for the entire thing.
0: Yeah, because he's he's nailed uh, Edward Snowden's voice. Really has nailed it. Uh, it it's quite it's quite something actually.
1: Mm, I, I I don't know. It's just like it kind of feels like he's going to have to put a bit of effort into it, maintaining that voice for the whole thing, and it's almost like he's going to lose 5% of his acting power just through having to maintain a voice.
0: Maybe. It, it, it's, it's a strange one because we're quite used to um, kind of character actors um, having a voice within a movie and, and doing stuff like that. But it is often quite sort of jarring when you get somebody who, who isn't necessarily a character actor. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt isn't. you know, he's a very, I don't know, I, I, I'm a very big Joseph gordon fan. But he's not necessarily a, a character actor as, as such. So it is quite jarring when you get somebody like that doing um, such a pronounced accent.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but I, I mean like he he tried it with the walk as well and yeah. As long as he's um not as much of a dick as um it, as he was in the walk, then you know we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm a little I kind I kind of wish this film was going to be sillier than it's going to be. Um just in that it kind of the Hollywood getting the internet right is very, very, very tricky. Yes. And, like, Bill Condon's uh, one uh, a a few years back about Julian Assange, The Fifth Estate,
0: Mm.
1: like, the depiction of the internet and cyberspace in that was kind of, like, very, very much the modern-day equivalent of hackers. And there's already imagery in this film where I'm like, oh, dear God, what? Um, Yeah,
0: Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah.
1: But I, I mean, it, it feels like it's going to be very self-serious. But then you cast Nicolas Cage, <laughs> and Nicholas Cage, and it it it's <laughs> I, I I I don't know. It, it kind of feels like, all right, what what are we actually going to be here? I'm very intrigued. Um, but I, yeah, let's see.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing is, if Oliver Stone was making this movie in 1993, Mm -hmm. I would be there going, this is going to be fucking incredible. But he's not, he's making it in 2016. So it's whether or not the guy still has that edge that he had. Um, We don't know. I mean, his last movie was, after all, Savages, which, yes, I I loved. Mm -hmm. But that isn't a barometer for quality.
1: No, it's not, indeed. Um, (laughs) Okay, uh, Cell.
0: Oh, yes, yeah.
1: Which, um, yeah, John Cusack top-lining a film with Samuel L. Jackson, and it's a Stephen King adaptation. It's the second time this has happened. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, it looks... I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it kind of feels like this almost would be better as a TV series than a two hour film. Like, you know, you get into the relationships of these people banding together to survive against this thing. I'm going to be intrigued to see how they do it in like two hours. Um, And yeah, it's just I don't know. John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson top lining a film together feels like something that was from 10 years ago. It's very, very weird that that is
0: happening now. Yeah, um, I mean, Fox and I—I really enjoyed Fox I, I. I, I do not I, I,
1: I remember not hating it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, really quite enjoying it. Uh, it, it yeah, it, it is bizarre that, that this this movie quite likely is going to arrive in, in cinemas, and it's—I kind of quite like that to be honest. I'll, I'll happily go and watch that on a, on a Sunday morning. Oh, like I'll, I'll sem-
1: watch the fuck out of this in a cinema. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but um, it just—I—I I, I am already kind of feeling like this is going to make no money.
0: Oh, it, it it will probably tick along and probably make not a lot, but enough to make it worthwhile. I think sure. is what they're looking at it uh, with. Um, it it's just it, it's strange kind of watching um, John Cusack in movies now because it's almost like him and uh, Nick Cage kind of have like a six week period where each one gets to borrow the wig, and then it has to get passed on to the next, and that's what just happens mm-hmm. every six weeks. The, the 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 wig has a new owner. That's very it good. keeps going down. Um, um, but the thing is, John Cusack still seems to, a little bit like Elton John throughout the 80s, still seems to actually think that people think that's his real hair.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I um no, it, 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 his hair's a mess. Even on the poster, <laughs> it looks like a fucking mess. Um, so there's that. Um, and Captain Fantastic, uh, which is, uh Sundance film. It's actually going to be playing on certain regard in in Cannes, so mm. I think that kind of probably says something about its quality. Uh, yeah, it looks um, looks interesting. This. Um, I'm I'm hoping it, it 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 tugs at the heartstrings in the right way. Yeah, it
0: looks like I'm going to watch it and go. Yeah, I don't agree. I I I, do, I don't agree with what you're saying. I don't agree with what you're saying. Stop hammering it home. <laughs> But it looks it looks like it could be quite interesting and all of the people involved are all people that I would watch in movies no matter what anyway, so
1: Yeah, yeah, no totally. I, I yeah, I mean it's um I I yeah, I will watch Vigo Mortensen, like trying to like be a dad to a bunch of kids and going through highs and lows all day long. Why not? It it that sounds absolutely fine to me. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's actually it for me. I'm probably forgetting some stuff, but let, let's see what you did.
0: Uh, I also did uh, Puerto Ricans, um, the uh, Rosario Dawson and Luis Guzman movie, um, where you get a couple of New York Puerto Rican cops who go to uh, Paris to find a bag. That okay. is literally the premise of the lot is it? Right. Um, yeah. it's, it is it is a thoroughly... It is, this, is a, this isn't one that will get played in a cinema ever. It will never get played near a cinema. Um... But yeah, it, it it looks it looks entertaining. I might I might stick it on a Tuesday night on Netflix, or something like that, maybe. Um, the Nice Guys seventies uh, retro trailer.
1: Oh, I missed this. Yeah, okay. It, how's this?
0: It, just it, it it's done like a seventies kind of uh, exploitation movie trailer. It's fun. Um, Whoever's doing the marketing behind this, whether or not it's Shane Black pulling strings or just the marketing team have decided, you know what, we're going to do this with it, uh, is really good. Did you see the um, the uh, clip that I've posted on the WhatsApp where it's Ryan Gosling and uh, Russell Crowe going through therapy? Yeah, because, yeah, 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 whatever, yeah. Because they're going to have to do the, uh, they've been pressed so together and they can't stand each other. That's <laughs> fantastic. Um, yeah, um, the. Piano trailer that's been replaced by uh, kittens are playing all of the characters. Sweet. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I will. You know, that's not gonna get released in the cinema. Also, but I will watch it um, when it comes out. Just, just, just to watch it. To be honest. Uh, and beyond that, I think that's that's pretty much pretty much it, really. Yep. Cool,
1: man. Um, okay. So. Oh uh,
0: well, no, you're doing the. I am. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I don't mind. Uh, yes, so... <laughs> Captain America Civil War. Um, If you don't know uh, what Captain America Civil War is about, then fucking hell. Um, So it is Captain America essentially versus Iron Man. The Avengers have really been working outside as a a private organisation, and now the relevant governments of the world, uh, with the UN, want to essentially kind of bring them under their wing and um, essentially have it so they have a mandate and that they can be used when this, the UN sees fit for them to be used. Cap doesn't think it's a good idea. Uh, Tony Stark does war ensues whilst other stuff is is going along. Um, basically, the people who are in it is everybody except Pepper Potts, the Hulk and Thor. Everybody else is in it, including a lot of new people. Yep. Um, so, Ian... Um, Captain America Civil War. But. Um,
1: I involuntarily said ooh on two occasions, which never happens. I did take four cans of Jack and Coke in with me into the cinema though, so. Which, which,
0: which, which two occasions?
1: Um, uh, when Cap and Sharon Carter kissed <laughs> for some fucking reason. Um, even though the moment after where, yeah, Winter Soldier and, and, uh, Falcon are just watching and smiling, I swear <laughs> like they're gently nodding.
0: Yeah, they are.
1: Yeah, okay, good. Gold. Um, yeah. also, and as long time listeners of the show know, I'm a massive fan of uh-huh. big titles. Yes, you are. When it went Queens, yeah, because I knew what was coming. And yeah. oh, okay, <laughs> interesting. Come on, Marissa Tomei's in it. How can yeah? I, I know
0: Marissa Tomei's is fantastic. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I had a blast with this. Um, it manages, it somehow manages to have its cake and eat it. In that it in it, like it introduces characters, and it's got loads of characters in it but you don't really feel like anything's given short shrift. Even the ostensible villain in this, like they deal with him appropriately and he's not the physical antagonist. He's more a mental antagonist, putting all the ducks in the row in and then seeing what, what comes out as a result of that. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if Daniel Bruhl turns up again. Um, obviously they've left the door open. Um, but it'd be kind of cool if he didn't because his thing is quite a personal thing, but that that that's the thing I like about I'm kind of rambling already, but I like the fact that it's personal conflicts dealt with on an epic scale, and it's not just bad guy wants to destroy the world, which it has been in quite a lot of Marvel studio films up until this point um and thanks to something like like Age of Ultron, which as you said earlier in the show, I, re- I re-watched this week, you rewatched watched this week, mm. that film is bending over backwards to just try and shove stuff in and it's really to the detriment of it. Here, it makes sense and you know, characters are introduced but if they don't have a large part to play, they don't have a large part to play. Ant-Man rocks up, does his thing, gets a cool moment, he's done you know it, it, it i like the way that it brings in characters but doesn't feel like it needs to have massive amounts to do for them um so but yeah i mean i i thought it was it, it's i i don't i don't know i i'm still I, I i still have it in my head that avengers assemble is my favorite one just i don't know that thing was a bit of a a lightning rod of just perfect conditions for me, uh, and and my first viewing of that in the cinema is really looms large in my head. But this is this is pretty fucking fantastic. Go on, bring me down.
0: I know I absolutely do not want to bring you down. Um, I didn't hate it. Um, is what I'll say. Um, I, in fact, no, I go, I go a lot further than that. I I really quite liked it. Uh, to be honest. Um, I have. Oh fuck that's who it was. It was Chadwick Boseman. Mm. <laughs> right, um yeah, I, I really quite liked it. Um but I do have have quite a few kind of issues uh with it. Um but overall, yeah, I I I not like it. But I do feel a, a little bit like a lot like actually, like I was watching a movie that was again just setting up other movies. Um For us, which got in the way sometimes of the movie that was actually happening there, which was really, really good, Um, and the conflict um, of essentially you've got the 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 two, you know, with Captain America and and Iron Man and you know Steve Rogers and Tony Stark, which was good. The fact that it wasn't just Captain America versus Iron Man, it was Steve Rogers versus Tony Stark more than it was Captain America versus Iron Man. Uh, I I love that element of it. the problem is other bits kind of got in the way a little bit of, of that that made me go, oh, and I, I, I had a couple of, 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 of ooh moments uh, within it. Um, the, uh, you know, the, the, the kiss thing, I liked it. And the reaction was good. My ooh moments uh, were the, I remember, guys, we are all spoilers all of the time. Other bits, once they realised the... Um, you know what the Winter Soldier had done, essentially to Tony Stark's parents. That was a oh the minute the minute the minute that he put that on and Tony Stark was there, you were like I oh that's why he's there. I I
1: I will be I will be absolutely honest. I like if I have any problems with the film, it's a I I I thought I like at right at the start because that's like the first scene. I was like right, that's what that is
0: then. Oh, did but, you get it there? Yeah, because uh, I, I I I I totally didn't at all. It didn't the, the, didn't click through. The thing is,
1: in oh god, in one of them, there's one of the films. I think it's Winter Soldier actually. When Toby Jones is doing his monologue, and he and like he's talking about like manipulating things, and there is something there about Howard Stark being killed mm. in in a car like it was like a car crash. So straight away I was like,
0: Oh, he well, says, was it? Yeah.
1: So, and it was oh, like, yeah. like, okay, fair enough. Then that's Winter Soldier killing Tony Stark's mum and dad then. Yeah. I I thought it was interesting that, that oh, well, no, I mean, obviously Captain America knew about it, but like the whole kind of like, it didn't really come to me that, oh shit, yeah, obviously he hasn't actually told Tony Stark that he, he knew that. So that was interesting. But I thought, I did think that the whole kind of like the other super soldiers aspect was a bit, was a bit like, right, okay, they just leave them there and they're all dead, great. What, <laughs> what like, what, what was the point of that then? I, I, would it not have been enough to actually just be like, okay, they've tracked him somehow to this place. What the fuck is he doing there? And then it's just like a TV monitor and you know, whatnot. Is, I think that would have been...
0: I think the reason why is because the only thing that would get them all there without fail get them get the ones that he wanted there was if there was a, an overbearing threat and him on his own wouldn't wouldn't necessarily constitute i think yeah. an overbearing threat is it, it, what i would is what i would hazard as could be for that yeah. Uh, yeah
1: no i mean i i suppose so yeah i i but i mean they i i think the the the, the interpersonal conflicts are the most successful aspects of of the film and they do it they do it really well. One other thing, as well. I mean, I I'm I'm five stars on this film, but I, you know, I, I I'm perfectly happy with what it is. But also, their reaction to that exploit that building explosion at the start, mm. I can't help but feel like right, okay, so you're reacting like oh fuck the loss of life, it's devastating there. Yeah, but cool. you've never ever 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 had that. That reaction to anything ever before.
0: No, it's it, it, yeah, it did feel a little bit like. Hang on a minute, that blew up literally a small part of that building. You guys haven't entered a building or walked past the building in the past five movies without a fucker falling down.
1: And all, yeah, and also, if like, I mean, yes, loss of life is terrible that chunk of that building blowing up versus that biological virus getting into terrorists hands and potentially causing exponentially more deaths. I'm a little bit, the, the, the thing is with this but... and Batman versus Superman, they're reacting to the internet's whole oh, yes. loss of life in these fictional films. And I like the fact that they're like, right, thanks for the idea for a story guys. Nice one. But the hand wringing is a little. is a little overbearing.
0: A little bit. I think the reason again, possibly why that could be explained there, is because the that the loss of those lives was to stop Captain America being killed.
1: Yeah. No. So. T- yeah. I. Un- yeah. I understand that. It's just. And also, I mean, like, it's the whole kind of like Scarlet Witch's powers aren't quite there, yet, and she's already feeling like enough and an outsider. Uh, it's fine. And I think that starts off Scarlet Witch's, um arc pretty well, actually. But it just... It niggles at me slightly. Like, when they're having that meeting and General Ross is giving them a bollocking, I understand War Machine's reaction. Um, and, you know, like, the whole kind of, like, he's, like, turning away and whatnot. Um, but I, I, I don't know. Like, Iron Man... I mean, in the end of the day, Tony Stark is responsible for quite a lot of the destruction that happened in the previous films. I mean, fuck he created Ultron, yeah, and he's saying we need to be kept in check and it is a bit like, well, no, Tony, I think you need to be kept in check
0: The thing is there's a lot of the there's a lot kind of of uh, the 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 kind of mo- motivations in this movie are pretty much kind of all the same. Daniel brutal motivation is his his family was killed, you know what is it um Tony Stark's motivation for when he finally loses his shit is because he found out his parents were killed. And then you've got um, Tony Stark's other motivation to actually sign the uh, the mandate is because somebody gives him a picture of their son that was killed. And it's literally everybody's... Scarlet Witch's her parents were killed. Yeah. Everybody's somebody was killed, and that is why they're all pissed off. And it, it is a little bit like... Gotta come up with a different kind of fucking. What is it? Other than that, because a lot of people's parents have been killed in this, or kids have been killed, or husbands, wives, dogs, fucking cats. I, I mean, I, I
1: think this is the culmination of that in in this series of films, at least for the moment. It, mm. it feels like right. That's that done now. I mean, by the end of this film, it kind of feels like Tony Stark's probably going to be cool with. Winter Soldier. If they're ever in a film together again, just yeah. like just because that was a very in the moment thing,
0: yeah, and... it, it was a reactionary thing. Now we have to think about it. Yeah, but yeah that is exactly. That does sort of take me to take me a little bit to, to kind of an issue that I, a small issue that I kind of have in the fact that oh, a lot happens in this movie, but not not a lot actually seems to actually change. Other than we get new characters, really, you know, it just I, I never felt like at any point, we were going to lose anybody or it, anything like that. So that there was no real kind of peril to it at all. It all felt a little bit... When they had the, the, the airport fight scene, it was a little bit too... They were fighting, but it was kind of friendly fighting. It was... It, 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 it just felt bigger because they have these powers, and it was a little bit... It went on too long, and I was watched it going, do you know what? Where your strength has been has been when there's been that kind of more tension and it hasn't been as much of this battle stuff. And I get you've got to have it in, but I'm a little bit kind of like, can we just get on to something that's more interesting than flying about and zippy zappy zappy. I was going, yeah, let's move the fucking story along because we've seen this battle, five times the
1: past three movies. Uh, even though, yeah, I mean, I, I, the, the airport scene does go on a touch too long. I, I, I will give you that, even though I, I, I very much enjoyed a lot of it, even though it was a lot of the side character stuff I enjoyed, like Spider-Man. I think...
0: Mm. I,
1: Okay. I think this iteration of Spider-Man, I'm actually very um, very excited for it. I, I like Andrew Garfield, I like Tobey Maguire, but actually seeing him as a fucking kid, um, like a kid... I, I, that's interesting
0: to me. Um, I, I I don't want two hours of, of Spider-Man telling everybody that everything's awesome. Oh, that's really cool. That. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, my God, that's awesome. But his Peter Parker was fantastic. I didn't like his Spider-Man.
1: Okay, fair enough. Uh, but, I, really I mean, then, like it, then then again, I mean, like, it was his first outing in that kind of a big deal kind of... I mean, it's like Ant-Man, you know, like, like Paul Rudd is commenting a lot. No, he's not saying awesome, but he's kind of like commenting but, but, on, the, but, on the madness of it all, and, yeah. you know, you know, okay, guy, characters. you know, and like stuff like that. It's
0: Yeah. I, yeah.
1: Don't know, it, it was, I don't know, I thought it was the juxtaposition of these characters who have done a lot of fights with characters that haven't done a lot of fights. I, I don't know, I, I, I kind of like that, to be fair.
0: Oh, I mean, he, he will the worst.
1: No, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, but I mean... Um, the 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 climax as well. I mean, I thought the the, 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 the climactic fight was was decent. I mean, obviously, you've got that one shot of Cap Shield versus the like the Iron Man beam, and it is as if it's come straight out of the comic.
0: Yeah, it, it was. Um, it was. I think they cut from that too quickly. Yeah, yeah, no. They, I, they,
1: yeah, they yeah, cut yeah. to
0: Daniel Bruhl's face. I was going, oh no! Do you know what? That was a wow moment. And just as I was going. Wow, and appreciating the wow moment of it. It cuts to Daniel Brawl's face, I was like but Oh
1: I was no, wowing <laughs> I mean yeah sure no no I know absolutely but I, I really I did like that Daniel Brawl's character just didn't bother fighting or anything, it was just like quite a quiet scene with him yeah. and and Black Panther. Like I that that's why I'm interested in Daniel Brawl in this go going forward, like if he somehow teams up with Thanos and um, he's doing some more of the kind of like the human psychological level manipulation, that I think that could be that yeah. could be really interesting. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I I I I mean the thing is I've, I've been kind of slightly down on things, but like I say, five stars. I think Chadwick Boseman is awesome. I'm really really looking forward to Black Panther
0: only way I will watch Black Panther is if I can watch it in a cinema sat next to an actual Black Panther is the only way you will get me to watch that movie. And I don't mean a member of the black political militant group. Really? I mean an actual dull as fuck. Really? Catwoman with a dick. It, no, Catwoman's more interesting. It's just what he literally... His power, right is the same as Meg's in that episode of Family Guy where they get powers and all she can do is grow her nails. That's what he can do. And he bounces around and jumps around. And it's just, I don't care. I don't care about Black Panther. And it's nothing to do with the fact that he's black before people start saying that. Or, I, no, just, I wasn't thinking that. I know, but you know what some people are like? Some people have got a lot of sand in their vaginas. Um, I, Yeah, I really, really, to the Point of where at one point when he actually came on, I actually audibly went, "Oh," because it was him again. Uh, Yeah, I couldn't stand him. What is there? There's nothing there. Well, I don't
1: know. What? He's 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 rather charismatic. No, he's not. He's bland. What? He's just
0: bland. He's just. Bland. No, I was loving
1: him. him and Scarlett Johansson early on in the film. I was like, "Hello, something's going. Like, something could be going on here.
0: This is not." It'd be like the same thing she had with Cap in in Winter Soldier, and then the same thing she had with the Hulk. In, no, this uh, was in a bit. This was a bit. And then this, it's just literally, is they just put her out as a flirt machine.
1: No, man, this is a bit more like, yeah, this could be a really nice meaty fuck. This could be, which I didn't quite get with with Cap or or
0: Hulk, to be fair. Yes. I, I can't agree to disagree, man, but, like, I... I... I, I that's, that's fine. I, 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 I do not... I cannot see with Black Panther what is there. It, 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 it's, there's nothing there. Oh, wait a minute. So, hang on a minute. He already had all of this suit and everything like that, and all it took was the fact that his dad got killed to be... to just go, right, that's it. I need to fucking break this mother out. Well,
1: yeah, no, I mean, I think the... Ins- it, 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 insinuation is that he's been doing this stuff before. I mean, I've got a feeling Black Panther will be set before this film.
0: Yes, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? Because it can't really be set. Well, I suppose it could be set before and after, you don't know. You know, he's got essentially the Winter Soldier there to be, you know, possibly in Black Panther.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I was I was kind of thinking it was... Cause it, like, his interactions with his dad at the start, where his dad's like, thank you for being here, here and... All that kind of stuff. It made me kind of feel like maybe there was a bit of backstory there where he was reluctant to take responsibility or something, and me- like maybe the the film is going to be about how he gets to the place where he's willing to take responsibility and don the suit and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. So, I mean, may- may- maybe not. You know, maybe it will be about him being like king of Wakanda. And I'm assuming Andy Serkis is going to be like the bad. Like a or at least a bad guy in the, the solo films. Apparently the the two characters have a bit of a relationship. But no, yeah. okay, fair enough then.
0: Uh, I do really really like the Winter Soldier as a character. I think he's one of the more one of the more interesting characters uh, of the the whole thing, to be honest. Uh, because he's one who's got kind of full kind of depth and everything, and he's got the you know the the backstory from uh, the first Captain America movie. And then you've got all of the, everything else that he's gone through. And he's essentially now, he's like the amalgamation of Bucky Barnes and the Winter Soldier, is kind of what you've got at the moment. And I I, I like that. I think he's a much more, he's a much more interesting character, but not as in an interesting character as I would like to see a, a standalone movie, I don't think that would work, but I do like, I thought like he's a great character within it. Yeah, um, I mean,
1: he's, he's like Falcon in that respect. It's like, like, there's no way the character justifies a solo spin off, but.
0: But yeah, he, I,
1: he's, he's fine. He's perfectly good in an ensemble.
0: I actually really like quite like Falcon in this one as well. I've not been a fan of him in, in, in other ones, uh, but I actually really quite liked him in this one. Um, I, I like the fact that, that essentially he treats um, Bucky as like. I think he's a little bit jealous because Cap's yeah, yeah, totally. his boy. I quite like that kind of dynamic. The fact that at one point he actually says to me, I really don't like you. I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, was... <laughs> I like that. Um, and it, and one thing you've got again, give, Sebastian Stan, who I still, it still fucking blows my mind that he is um, the douchebag Blaine from um, Hot Tub Time Machine. Mm. It still blows my mind that he's the Winter Soldier. But the one thing you've got to look at him—he's an in- like like you've got with with Chris Evans—he's an incredibly impressive physical specimen. The guy is massive.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, and shit, the motorbike bit. Yeah. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's you know because one thing you know when I watched watch Winter Soldier, which we'll come to you later on, um, is it, you know it, it's it's great sort of watching some like Chris Evans because like, he's got this amazing kind of physicality to himself. But it's, it's an incredibly impressive thing to get to that. And when you look at him he's next to Sebastian Stan and you're going how is how is he bigger? It's just, it's unreal how fucking wide that guy is up top. It's It's insane. And it's nice to watch this these guys just kind of doing all of this sort of quite sort of technical battling and it's the choreography it's fantastic and i do wish that the cinematography would have just slowed a little bit so we could appreciate it a little bit more it's a bit too choppy at points because when it isn't as choppy as it is it, it looks incredible
1: yeah yeah no that's that's fair
0: um, I mean especially the um the opening with Scarlet Jansen some of her bits were were fantastic there. I mean how much of it is her doing it you don't you don't know, but it still looks impressive. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean it's, it's not quite born levels of choppiness, but I mean no. they, they they generally keep it quite wide like wide shots as well, which I think is, is, is wise. But yeah, no, it was good. I mean it was it was a shame that Frank Grillo was gone in the yeah. last fifteen minutes. Um, but then again, I suppose his character. There's not a lot for him to really do, um, and I don't know. It's 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 kind of interesting that Hydra just seemed to be like gone.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that, that the idea was that that that, that you know that there was a death of Hydra, um, wasn't it? But,
1: with, with, with Winter Soldier, yeah, yeah, like at the end of Winter Soldier. I suppose, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I, I, it's just it's. Um, I don't know. It. It's kind of a shame that now it's just like the US government versus like almost versus the Avengers. Um I think I- Infinity War is going to be interesting. because I think we do need a bigger threat again and like uh, an intergalactic threat I think could be interesting and you know with um in Infinity War it's been confirmed that Chris Pratt is going to be in there. Yeah. Whether-, whether any of the other Guardians of the Galaxy members are going to be in there I don't know, but I I think we we kind of need that. It, it feels like, I mean, like the, the Tony Stark um, guilt uh, feeling guilty tour. I, I feel is pretty much over now. It would be nice for him to start being fun again.
0: Yeah, because he was a little bit, a little bit kind of. It, the thing is, uh, it, it, and Beck said after it, uh, you know, the, the the thing, the fun thing about Tony Stark as Iron Man. You know, and I am the character. Was that he was like this? He was a lovable dick. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, he was a bit of a dick, but he was a lovable dick. And by this one, he was just kind of a dick uh, in this, and it it was almost like he
1: was in Ultron as well. Like that, that that's the thing. Like he was very kind of almost passive-aggressive towards people in Ultron, and here he's exactly the same.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit like, he's constantly going, you know, "I, I, I, I made mistakes with this, I made mistakes with this, so I've got to do this, it's like, yeah, but Steve Rogers, who is the fucking patron saint of good decisions, is the one who's telling you, no, Tony, this is another mistake you're making. And it is that kind of, you know, the fact that it gets his ego gets called out on. It's, you know, it's a positive thing. It's the, you know, his his ego is kind of taken control to the point of where he, because he was right a lot of the time, he now thinks that he's always right. Uh, it works quite well in in his kind of character arc of running through of when he realizes shit, I'm maybe I was wrong, and then the only thing that can. Flick him off that path is when he finds out that um, the Winter Soldier was the one who killed his parents.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I, it, it is it is interesting that, that that the Cap does actually have that that the blind spot. I mean he said, he says it himself in the film, like you, you somebody says Bucky and I'm like a twelve twelve year old kid again or whatever it is he says, and you know it, it, it's just the I, I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to the, the, the films maybe just being kind of fun. Again, which I think is what Avengers Assemble is, and I think that's why I like it so much because I I don't know that that film is fun. Yeah, it's got some like darker moments to it, but it also goes like, fucking hell, look at all these characters together, eh? You know, and like the fight scene here kind of has that, but it's also it has got the kind of the emotional stuff behind it as well. And I think having Tony Stark almost act as like the the, the guy that Spider-Man wants to impress means that Tony Stark in, in the Spider-Man film, I think he's going to be there for fun.
0: Well, he's he's essentially... Tony Stark is going to become the Nick Fury of the future films, isn't
1: he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you might get him in the Iron Man costume every now and then, but it kind of feels like he's...
0: Well, he virtually says that, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, but... I mean, the thing is, I... Uh, you know, cause we do. You know, we do come at these sorts of sort of different different angles uh, with with the Marvel movies. I I like the seriousness of, of this. I'm, I'm not. I I'm I, I like about the fun. It. Within I like it, within it.
1: it. Don't get me wrong. I like it. It's just. I I think Robert Downey Jr. is actually very very good in this. But I, I don't know. I I'd like him to be a bit more bright and colourful again. I, I I mean, maybe maybe I'm going to be eating my words if that does happen but infinity war kind of feels like it's it's gonna have the possibility of being kind of apocalyptic but at the same time being a bit more varied and a bit more crazy i think mm. maybe maybe that's it more than anything i just want it to be a bit more mental which guardians of the galaxy in moments kind kind of is and i but then again i like how grounded like this is and how winter soldier is as well i mean it's it it's I I am conflicted there, but I don't know... I mean, like, this and Winter Soldier are very, very very high-quality films. Hmm. I don't know whether I want another two-and-a-half hours of this right away.
0: You see, I would happily watch another two-and-a-half hours of of essentially the the cap-based ones, to be honest, whereas the other ones, at the moment, I'm very kind of... I'm at the moment where, like I say an actual Panther is, is the reason. Obviously, if Black Panther comes out and, and we're covering it, I will watch it. But I will buy myself a toy Black Panther and go with that, uh, to cover my ass with that. Uh, but if anyone does want to arrange it, that I can watch it with an actual Black Panther, I'm up for that. Um, but yeah, um, I'll watch the, Superman, the Spider-Man one, but I'm not looking forward to it. I'll more be watching it for Mr. May. Um And the Doctor Strange, I just don't give a shit about I kind of, I'm now at the point where I'm going, do you know what? I want I want the fucking, I want the meat of it all. I don't give a shit about all of the fucking hors d'oeuvres around it.
1: Okay, fair enough, yeah. No, I I, I mean, I, that's absolutely fair. I mean, like you say, we come at it from, from different points. And I don't know, yeah, I mean, it's just, I
0: think this film is bloody brilliant. I, 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 think... I, I, I enjoyed it, but... It is like they pushed it out on killing somebody. There was all this peril. It's like this is this is like the culmination of, of all this, and it's like the start of the next phase. Which I fucking despise that phrase with these movies. But then they they they, they didn't you know, balls have balls to kill War Machine, and nobody would even noticed if he never turned up in another movie. Nobody would have gone, holy shit, where's War Machine? Yeah, I mean they couldn't have Ultron actually kill War Machine
1: though. Like I I agree with you. But like they, they couldn't have that. Happen.
0: Ultron's gone from being all powerful to being even, even Vision. Vision, so. Vision yes. Uh, Vision's gone from all powerful to being just basically fucking useless. Very quickly.
1: Yeah, it's that. It's it's weird what what they're doing with him there. I mean, he obviously he's going to play a larger part in Infinity War, but
0: yeah,
1: that is weird.
0: Yeah, he <laughs> he, 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 he Literally, literally, he got. It kind of got downed by, you know, uh, Scarlet Witch being able to control his mind, and then him having a little bit of a crush on her. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's very strange. I,
1: oh, fuck. I don't know. Maybe I'm not five stars on this. Maybe I'm four and a half because I I I
0: just yeah. Why? If you're five stars, go into it. You, you should be five stars. Go into it. Five stars should be. Do you know what? Yes. If you break it all down, maybe I'm four and a half stars. But but. If you enjoyed it that much, that's made yeah, up the, of that extra thing, I, I, I don't
1: care. That's the thing. I acknowledge its faults, and I don't care. Yep. Yeah.
0: because then, of how. Then, then for you, it's a five star movie.
1: Yeah, you know. Yeah, no. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold firm there. Um, at, at least, at least for now. And it might, I don't know, it might have been the alcohol
0: coursing through my bloodstream as well. But, um, I, I'd be quite interested to see what you Think of it again, because I have, I have a feeling that when you watch it again, you're gonna come out of it. You know, having I mean, not had a drink or anything like that, and go, No, do you know what? I'm still five stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I genuinely, genuinely hope you do. Because I'll rewatch this. I absolutely will. And I might enjoy it more. Because we'll, we'll come to one of the other movie, Avengers movies that I, I didn't enjoy and I rewatched. And I really, really enjoyed. Um, we'll come to that. But yeah, it's. And I mean, being honest, fucking hell, it's the. Seriously, if anybody from fucking. Uh, view cinemas, listens to this. Could you please, please, please send the York View a can of WD forty, just to spray every single seat in that fucking cinema? Because <laughs> all you could hear amongst the chattering of popcorn was squeaking seats. Nice. And it was it was to the point of where it was virtually unbearable. Wow. Like if if there had been time, I'd have actually. Do you know what? Let's let's go to a different screening because the kid that was sat next to Becky was shuffling around not a lot but a little bit because it was in one of those um, you know those the seats that raise up the booster things, and I'm I'm guessing they aren't that comfortable because they're not made out of a cushion anymore; they're just a bit of hard plastic. Yeah. So and it's a long movie, so the kid was moving a little bit, but every time it moved, I could hear was. And imagine that multiplied by all of those people, because it was a pretty much a sold-out screening, it was just that, just constantly. And then people go to the toilet. There was one kid who went to the toilet five times. Five <laughs> times! I don't go to the toilet five times in a day. Never mind go to the toilet five times in a two and a bit hour period. I honestly wanted to tap on the shoulder and go, just okay, stay out there, just stay out there. And finally. How many how many Marvel movies are we up to now? What, 11 is it? 13, I think. 13, like. 13, right? 13. How many of those have not had a mid-credit sequence? None. It's a thing that happens in Marvel movies. Um, so why the fuck all? Iron are they Man,
1: with... Incredible Hulk.
0: Oh, no, not you. Are you including Incredible Hulk in it? Do you, yeah. you include
1: Incredible Hulk in it?
0: I thought Iron Man did.
1: No, not oh, mid, mid-credits. Mid-credits,
0: yeah. No, or, and, or and like mid, after credits, mid or post credits, then.
1: Oh, okay. Like literally, I think Incredible Hulk is probably the only one.
0: Yeah, right. Literally, three quarters of the cinema gets up and walks out the minute the, the what is it comes up at the end. I'm thinking, serious, you must know that there's more. Mm. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> the fucking kid who couldn't stop fucking moving sat next to me knows there's more because he's just told the up. <laughs> Wait, there's more. It was yeah that, that that bizarre that people haven't worked out yet.
1: Yeah, no, I yeah, I, I don't know. To be fair, my audience was pretty fucking rammed and, and
0: until right after the end. But yeah, no, fair I, enough. I was I was quite shocked. Literally three quarters of it got up and walked out. Mm. And it wasn't like they were walking out in disgust because most of them you could hear the chat going out. Going that was fantastic. It's the best one I've got. Was was pretty much what I heard everybody going out.
1: Mm.
0: So yeah, I'm I'm definitely not shit.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I mean, well, yes, obviously.
0: Yes. Right. Uh, what have you been watching, Ian?
1: um uh, I, I mean, well, should we just do Winter Soldier and Age of Ultron really briefly? Yeah. Because I don't think there's too much to say. I mean, I, Winter Soldier kind of clicked for me properly this, this time around. It's my third time watching it. And I, yeah, I mean, the thing is, the third act does have the whole big thing fall down. Mm. But it's also got, like, Robert Redford saying, Hail Hydra. And i mean, it's so weird that Robert Redford's in this. Fucking, he fucking looks so Marvel, old Robert. in HD, Cragly
0: as shit. Yeah, eh? He does uh, yeah, He does. He looks like there'd be pools on his face if it rained. Oh man, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. No, you're wrong, Robert. Redford, he's still a handsome man. That's not a criticism, of Robert Redford. Craggly. Um, he's just craggly.
1: But yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, like, I, it's it, the fight scenes are, are pretty great. I mean, the ship stuff at the start is that uh, is fantastic. Um, the, you know the plot is intriguing. I mean, like the whole Hydra twist. I remember in the cinema being like, "Holy shit!" Mm. Like that, that like because they really kept that secret before before Winter Soldier actually came out, and that that was fantastic. Um, I, 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 yeah, I, I still think it works. It's still a good revelatory moment in it, and it kind of reframes everything. Mm. Um, yeah, I, like I, it's it's really, it's really really solid as Winter Soldier. Age of Ultron isn't. Um, it's fun enough in times. It's like them hanging out together is enjoyable. But
0: my well, thing about Ultron, you know what i was say very quickly. It, uh, yeah, uh, Winter Soldier, uh, it, my favourite of, of the Marvel movies. And bear in mind, that was my second watch. And the first time I watched it, I, I couldn't stand it. Really didn't like, get on with it. But then it, it, it clicked and... About an hour in, I was already going, yeah, I was totally wrong the first time around. This is this is fantastic. This is really fucking good. And then I thought, I hope I didn't think this last time. And then it just kind of all fucking fell down. And then by the end, I was like, nope, that, that is a genuinely, a genuinely good movie. Not just a genuinely good superhero movie or Marvel movie. When it's is it's genuinely a really, really solid flick. Yeah, Ultron, the, the bits... You'll have a really great bit where they're they're together or there'll be essentially a a bit where people are talking or stuff like that, and then it'll be ruined by having a fight scene just break out in the middle of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, Yeah, (laughs) that's a very, very good summation of it. It's really, really long, and there is one action sequence which feels like it just doesn't need to be there well, no, it does need to be there because they need to appeal to the uh, uh, the market in the Far East, um, and um, that is the only reason why that bit with Alt, like uh, the vision in the van, yeah, is in there at all.
0: Um,
1: it's... And, and the Sokovia bit goes on
0: for so oh, long, so long. It, it feels Ultron feels like a movie where halfway through it, Joss Whedon realized. He either had a lost control of it, or was no longer interested in it, or whatever, and just gave up giving a fuck. Yeah, yeah. Because it and it and it feels really like that, and it just it feels like it it, it feels like that when you're watching it, and it, it almost like after it, and especially going back to it with *Captain America: Civil War*. You almost get the feeling that Marvel and the people involved in it kind of feel a little bit like Civil War was a way that they could put the wrongs from Age of Ultron right. Um, in, in terms of go right, this is Captain America's Civil War, but really it's like Avengers 2.5. Yeah,
1: yeah, sorry. Totally.
0: Uh, which even, I think Anthony Back even actually said that, that this, you know, with all everyone involved, it's more like Avengers 2.5. Um, and yeah, I, I, I genuinely think Age of Ultron is at at points is, is is fun, but at points I think it is a genuinely bad movie. It's <coughs> excuse me, sorry.
1: Um, I mean it, it just it gets. I think the first forty-five minutes or so is pretty strong. Mm. Uh, like the opening action sequence is really solid, and them all that party scene is great. Part,
0: the party scene is fantastic. Yeah.
1: You know, but then it it gets quite sloggy. And then vision turns up, and then it's interesting for like ten, f- probably ten fifteen minutes, and then it gets sloggy again. But when it is on, I I I think it's still really 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 fun. It's just God, if it was half an hour shorter.
0: Yeah, I I I. I... <sighs>
1: I mean, cut. I mean, cut out the bit with uh, cut out Thor and Sten- Sten- and guard Tighten up Sokovia. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, you know, cut out that bloody the the scene with Vision in the van and like you know that action sequence. Maybe have a bit more with Ultron, who is set up as a as an interesting villain and becomes almost a joke by the end.
0: Yeah, it, it's. They, they waste what what is a really really great character. Yeah, yeah, man. I, it, it it's thrown away. That, that film for me is is interesting and it's very good and it's fantastic up until you get to that point where where when they're in the, they're doing you know, they're all sat in a drink after the party and then Ultron arrives. Once Ultron's gone at that moment and they're all sort of saying to each other, "What was that?" and you've got. Uh, Banner and Tony Stark saying it was Ultron. From that moment, after that, it literally it just just dives deeper and deeper and deeper downwards to the point of where it's there's a, there's bits in it where you're going, oh god, this is boring, please end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, it just it, it feels like a real. It feels like had it not been a Marvel movie, that movie would have got such more of a kicking.
1: Yeah, I mean to be fair, I think it got a fair kick in when it, when it came out. Like I, the people did take against it, but I, I don't know. It. I, mean, I don't. I, I. I'm glad Whedon's done with this universe. Um, yeah. Like I, I. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say that. It'll be interesting to see what the Russo brothers do with the with the Avengers films, because to be fair, they're two for two with Marvel so far. So
0: so they're doing Infinity Wars? One and two. One yeah, and yeah. two, yeah. Yeah, cool. And it's... Um, Scott Derrickson's doing Doctor Strange. Yeah. And is it... What's his name? Um, fuck, who directed Creed? Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler. Is, is he doing Black Panther? Right. Yeah, he is. He yeah. is doing Black
1: Panther. And then Taika Waititi's doing for Ragnarok. Uh, oh, that's
0: happening, that's
1: happening. Yeah. Ah, oh, right. Um, like, I think they're actually filming. Um, and then I think that's about it for the announced ones. Because what? what's that? So that's Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah, the guy who did um, Cop Car and Clown is doing Spider-Man Homecoming.
0: Oh. Oh. Yeah,
1: I know, which is mental. Um, so, oh. yeah,
0: it's <laughs> That's really strange.
1: Yeah, 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 isn't it? Because um, there's three next year. I think... God, what is it next year? Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, and there's one other. Is it Black
0: Panther? Black Panther's next year. Cause, yeah, because there's, uh, there's... There's Cat this year and Doctor Strange this year, isn't there? Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was just... Yeah, I'm having a look now actually. Um so that was phase one, that was phase two, phase three, okay so it's yeah, fucking that's no use whatsoever. Um Yeah, so oh Guardians, uh no, Black Panthers twenty eighteen, it's Guardians Volume two, Spider Man Homecoming and four Ragnarok next year.
0: Yes, that's it, yeah.
1: And then it's Black Panther, Infinity War Part 1, and Ant-Man and the Wasp in Shit, 2018. Black Panther's
0: not even until 2018. Yeah. So they're coming Spider-Man in before Black Panther. Yeah. And then, you, yeah, so it's 2018, Is Black Panther, Infinity War, and Ant-Man and, Man and the Wasp. And
1: then 2019 is Captain Marvel, Infinity War Part 2. And I think Inhumans was going to be in there, but they've basically cancelled that, so there's going to be something else there instead. So basically, from next year, it's three Marvel films a year, not two.
0: Right. And then, yeah, and then it, it, it's, un, it's unknown what the, the 2020... 2020. But that's only four years, when you think about it. It's not that long ago. Not that long ago. Not that long to go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, you see, of those, you know, there's only... Yeah, that. There's, some, there's a lot of fun, I think, gonna be had there.
1: Um, that, I'm, I'm, I'm fully, I'm just, I'm in now. Like, Doctor Strange is the one that I'm a little bit, oh, I'm not too sure. But the, the rest of it, I'm, based on what we've seen in the, the filmmakers, I'm like, yeah, okay, fine.
0: Mm. Cool, right. Um, yeah, so what have you watched that isn't uh, Marvel? Uh, Marvel-related, yes. yes. Um,
1: so, um, shall I talk about 4K stuff? Yes,
0: absolutely, yeah, because I'm I'm, I'm interested to hear about this.
1: Yeah, so um, as I said last week, I I got my 4K player, I picked it up last Monday, um, and it came with Mad Max Fury Road and San Andreas in the box. Um, So I was talking to Mark Mark about this on WhatsApp earlier on, one thing I do have to say, if you have a 4K TV and it does not do high dynamic range, HDR, you are... There's not a lot of point being invested in 4K stuff, which if you've got a 4K TV and there's not a lot of point, it's kind of brutal. The reason for that is that HDR, it's basically, it's this thing that all the discs are using and Netflix have started streaming stuff in and Amazon Video are as well, where it makes colors a lot more vivid. And it's something to do with uh, HDR-like capable displays are able to contain more information per pixel. So while the resolution is bigger, unless your screen is, like, really, really big, you can't really tell much of the difference there. But if there's more information per pixel and more more colour-like range, then that allows for... that allows for more colours to be displayed and it, it makes things look more vivid. So, I, and the thing is as well, which makes things confusing, is HDR on TVs from last year and before, even though there wasn't that many before that did it, don't always call it HDR in the TV. The Ones manufactured now will do. It's like, kind of like a more uh. standardised phrasing. Yeah, uh, But like, my samsung tv it's called deep color uhd deep color yeah if you turn that off and then try and, try and play a 4k blu-ray it will say it's playing in standard dynamic range but then if i turn that on it says okay yeah you're playing in in hdr um so that's kind of confusing um but the difference is is pretty pronounced if you're not that bothered about the quality of 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 your film watching if you're happy with HD in streaming there is no fucking point in you getting a 4K player or 4K TV whatsoever there is none there is none the difference between HDR bit uh, between HD and 4K that's not HDR on a, like a normal house size TV there is a difference there is a bit more detail, but it is not even close to the gap between standard def and high def.
0: Ah, right, yeah.
1: Not even close. Now, the difference between HD and HDR uh, in 4K is definitely more pronounced. But again, if you're not that bothered, it's not as much of a leap. It's a, it is a jump. But it's not as much. Me, I am bothered and I will say HDR on 4K Blu-ray, I like, I, I get the feeling will look nicer than HDR streaming. My TV hasn't had the software update yet to allow Netflix to output in HDR, but if I connect an external source, source that does play HDR, it will play it. Um, Apart of Samsung, I actually tweeted Samsung support, and they said, "Yeah, software update is due later this year, but we don't have a time frame yet." So, yeah. so it's like the HDMI's are okay with it, but anything playing internally from the TV's not. It's early technology. <laughs> it's early adoption shit that you kind of have to put up with. Yeah. But the difference between Samsung, I'll get to it now. I. I watched all of Fury Road in HDR, 4K, and the colours were mental. It was awesome. Mm. I I compared a bit of San Andreas HDR to standard dynamic range, and it's, it is way more vivid. It's mental how much more vivid it is, at least to me. To most people, probably wouldn't give a fuck. To me, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm really, really happy with this difference. And San Andreas, 4K, Blu-ray... Looks awesome. It looks. I mean, it, it like in HDR. It looks great. I'm really, really happy. It is like, it is like watching it in the cinema, but on a TV screen. It feels like it's that quality.
0: and that, see that 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 kind of makes me go, ooh, you know, it gets gets me interested. And as soon as the the kind of the the content is easier. To get a hold of, is more available. Then I, I will be straight out to buy a, a a a 4K TV. But um, but yeah, I'm just I'm not. There's not. It's not easy to get yet for me. No, that's that,
1: that's fair enough. I mean, like I said, I'm kind of being an early adopter on this shit. I, I'm I'm genuinely happy with it. And the thing is, as well as I, I think I said maybe last week. um, San Andreas was not actually filmed in 4K. I think it was filmed at 3.8K. <laughs> the digital intermediate was done at 2K. So this is essentially an upscale 2K. But because it was filmed in 3.8 and converted down to a 2K, there's still more information from the, from the down convert to film K and the up convert to 4K than there would have been from something that was shot in 2K. I yeah. believe I'm right in saying that Fury Road was shot in, in 2K. I'm actually gonna look that up. Because I'll be honest, I was more impressed with the image quality with San Andreas than I was with Mad Max. Which I wasn't expecting. Um I'm just gonna look this up now, actually. 4K Mad Max Blu-ray Review. Uh da 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 d Ah, Christ. Okay, 2K Digital Intermediate. It doesn't say what it was shot. I swear I've read somewhere though that Mad Max was shot in 2K. Regardless, it like it looks really really good on on UHD, which I think I'm going to call it, instead of 4K Blu-ray. I think I'm just going to call it UHD. It looks really really nice. But San Andreas looks re- looks great. <laughs> I, like, it's it's kind of it, it, it's kind of mental. Never before has the the cragliness in the rock's forehead been more craggly. <laughs> it's like seriously though, like, I mean it's, it's it's awesome. But one thing that this does do though is it makes the green screen and the CG more pronounced. Yeah. Because oh. I think Yeah. Oh, because I think I like even though the film was filmed in 3.8k, I believe the visual effects were finished in 2K. So there is a bit of a disconnect there. Whereas if you're watching it on like Blu-ray or something then it's it's just 2k there's no kind of like upscaling going on or anything like that and it it it's just 2k i don't think it would look as pronounced there are bits in san andreas here which look green screen as fuck <laughs> and i don't even remember it looking like that in the cinema and i think in the cinema i think it was probably projected at 2k Because like a a lot of cinema screens aren't projecting in 4K yet. So I think that's going to be a problem going forward. Now, I should have Chappie arriving this week, which was filmed in 4K, digitally mastered in 4K. And I am looking forward to that blowing my fucking balls off. I'm also really looking forward to film stuff that has been mastered in 4k because you know obviously like film is a higher resolution than 2k 4k whatever so i'm really looking forward to that the thing is there's going to be a lot of stuff on uhd in 4k which is not going to look as that impressive but there's going to be stuff that's filmed in the right way and mastered in the right way which is going to look insane and i'm really looking forward to seeing that stuff the revenant Apparently that came comes out in 4K on Blu-ray. I think in the US this week. Reviews have come out for that. Rev, the Revenant apparently looks eye melting.
0: Yeah, well, that it, it's the thing is you're going to start seeing much in the same way as you got with with Blu-ray to an extent of. Uh, you're going to start seeing sort of newer stuff that gets made is going to start looking better in that format and there does seem to be now that the players are out there i think you'll see a gradual kind of shift more towards 4k getting a little bit a little bit more kind of coverage you know once they've, they've they've ironed the kinks out during this past sort of year or so yeah i mean um,
1: anything fincher because you know he's been insisting on on shooting in the highest quality po- possible for like years you yeah. know anything? Finch is going to be great. I mean, the Revenant I'm reading now. It was captured two source formats, a 6.5K and 3.4K, and they did a 4K DI from it. So that is going to look eye melting. But anyway,
0: I'd be I, interested to see what because, like you say, if it's if it's shot on film, they can do it in full 4K. That's what you're saying, right? Uh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. As so, long as the, as long as the DI. Is is or uh, at least if the like, well a DI would be anything for like, I think I'd rather wear Art Thou was the first film that ever had a digital intermediate so anything before that they should be able to to have a 4K master of and then anything after that it kind of depends what it was ma- what it was mastered in unless um. they remaster it like Ran has just had a 4K restoration uh that comes out on Blu-ray tomorrow.
0: I'm a little bit,
1: like, I really, wanna really, really want to see that. But at the same time, if I'm going to watch Ran again, I think I might hold off until I actually see it in a, a 4K source, not yeah. just mastered in 4K. That's how picky I'm already being. <laughs> because I know how good this shit is going to look. And, like, I kind of don't... I'm, I, I'm kind of thinking, unless I know a 4K Blu-ray is not going to come out on anything... I'm not going to pick up anything on Blu-ray. I'm going to wait for the 4K now. Yeah, that's how I think I'm going to be. But then again, savvy. The, their pre-order for The Revenant at the moment is thirty-three ninety-nine. <laughs> their that's pre-order so for Deadpool 4K is thirty-three ninety-nine. That's so expensive. Come on now. They I mean, like, I'm hoping Amazon are just like no twenty-two ninety-nine. That at the moment I will be happy to pick up one or two discs a month.
0: Yeah, that's because 30, 35 quid essentially what you're saying really. Once it goes, above, once it was above 32 pounds, 35 pounds might as well be, might it? So, yeah, the revenant. Um... I
1: mean, the revenant is just going to be amazing. But yeah. wh- one other thing about HDR as well, though, it's pissing off some people because it makes the colours more vivid. There are some people going, well, that's not all the cinematographer would have wanted. <laughs> and, it, and it's so it's actually, it is like okay, so has this transfer actually been approved by... Has this version been approved by a cinematographer? Like, apparently, Emmanuel Lubieski with the Revenant Blu-ray, has okayed both the Blu-ray and the Ultra HD version separately, because apparently, like, the the colour grading is different. So now, you know, you're going to have that kind of stuff happening as well. So it's just... Oh, my God, it's making my head spin just thinking about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see why.
1: But it's 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 the way, man. Like, I want to get a new AV receiver. I want to get a new surround sound set up with the with the Dolby Atmos going. You know, like, I'm, I'm fucking in. Physical media, I'm back, baby. <laughs> like, hardcore. It's awesome. Anyway, I've been chatting. I've got other stuff to talk about, but I've been chatting for ages. But, dude, seriously... I think you can get excited. Like, obviously. I'm starting to actually, yeah. You don't have to rush out, but. I'm I'm, I'm
0: not going to rush out mainly because I have to buy a new dishwasher this next couple of weeks, so.
1: I mean, San Andreas, man. I mean, like, if you want to buy my 4K copy of it off me, it's got the Blu-ray as well in it, mind. If you want that, name your fucking price, I'll post it to you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I, do know what. I've already got it on iTunes.
1: Oh, there you go. You want the 4K.
0: Trust <laughs> me, it, it, it,
1: it will look so much better on 4K Blu-ray than iTunes, man. You, you're going to have that little inkling in your head now.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I can see myself, as the person I watch it, going, fuck, all right, yeah, I need to buy that. Just look, just look at the rock's forehead. <laughs> just look at it. <laughs> I need that shit in 4K. Hey,
1: you need that shit in 4K.
0: <laughs> cool. Go on. Right. So I'll, 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 I'll do a of mine. Uh, I, um, rewatched Candyman um, because I just got a hankering to watch Candyman. To be honest, um, it still ranks one of my favourite ever. Well, favorite ever movies, to be honest, but there is one of my favorite ever horror movies as well. Um, it's just, I think it's just an absolutely incredible movie, uh, right from down to the, uh, the performances, the setting, the kind of real sort of somber tone it has, the fact that, um, the, 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 the kind of, the Candyman idea of the urban legend is set in an actual real place. They were just set it in this, um, a place that doesn't exist, Caprini Green, was a real kind of project uh, that had a lot of problems around that time um, and you know yes it was taken from a, a Clive Baker book that was set in Liverpool I believe um, but it was Clive Baker's idea, uh, Clive Baker, Clive Barker's idea to kind of to set it in America and then to set it in Chicago, and set it into and Green. So there's all that. the The score, the Philip Glass score, is incredible. It's just a really um, the fact also as well. It's it's under 100 minutes long as well. Um, that movie gets it and gets its shit done, which is you know is always good for kind of horror movies and stuff like that. Still fantastic. Still think it stands up really, really well. Weirdly enough, though, um, I watched it on Blu-ray because I've, I've got it on Blu-ray. Um, it's not available on any of the streaming services that, that I have access to. Um, and Candyman isn't available on uh iTunes either, um but Candyman 2 is. Uh, which was strange. Candyman 2 was also available I think on both Amazon Prime and uh, Netflix. Uh so yeah, so I also watched Candyman 2 as well, which I'm not gonna talk about because it's terrible.
1: Did you say that? <laughs> You're <all> right lots <laughs>
0: yes that was loud
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I watched the I watched the Legend of Barney Thompson which is available on Netflix
1: how is yeah man okay I've been hovering over this how is it
0: it's a lot of fun yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, a lot of fun uh, Robert Carlyle uh, directing and starring in also got uh, Ray Winston in there and Emma Thompson plays Robert Carlisle's mother in, in it as well and uh, The idea is that uh, Robert Carlyle plays a a barber called Barney Thompson. um, And he's about to get sacked from the uh, barbershop that he works in because nobody likes him. Because um, it has a great, fantastic line where his boss, uh, who is actually the son of the guy who um, actually employed him originally, um, says to him, you know... I'm going to have to let you go. And he's like, well, why? Why? He said, because you're miserable. Nobody likes you. And then he says, you stand over the clients like a haunted tree, <laughs> which is just <laughs> That's a, good which line. Is a great line. Uh, and then when he's having a a, a discussion with him saying, you know, I, 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 this is the job all I've got. Um, he accidentally, um, kills him. Okay. Um, And at the same time, there's a serial killer on the loose that Ray Winston um, is investigating, who is killing people and chopping them up and mailing their body parts to different places. Uh, So Barney Thompson then becomes the chief suspect of Ray Winston for that serial killer, whilst Barney Thompson ends up accidentally killing other people at the same time. And... um, his mother ends up getting involved in it because um, she finds one of the bodies, uh, and it gets left. The body gets left at her flat. He goes back to pick it up, and his mother's already carved it up into pieces. <laughs> Just in this really can way, But Emma Thompson is fantastic as his mother. Um, Robert Carlyle is very good. Ray Winston. It, it, He's playing Ray Winston like he always plays, but it, it works within this. Uh, and Ashley Jensen is also very, very good in it. Um it's again, it's about sort of ninety three, ninety four minutes long. Um so it, it, it doesn't outstate welcome and it's it's well worth a watch for just some of the great lines that are in it, to be honest. There's a lot of there's a lot of amusing moments and amusing situations, um and it is worth it alone just for just for Emma Thompson. Okay, nice. Um, and what else have I watched? I'll do the the last two that I've watched as well while I'm here. i watched Absolute Power, the Clint Eastwood um, starring and uh, directing movie, um, where he plays... Also got... um, Gene Hackman and Ed Harris uh, in there. And there's somebody else, I think. Laura is also in there. Scott Glenn uh, um, is, is in it as well. Uh, where Cleet Eastwood plays a, a thief who is uh, a jewel thief who is doing one last job. Uh, but then while he's doing one last job, uh, he is in the room. He's stolen the jewels. He's just about to go out. And then in bursts a, a woman and a man who are clearly having an affair. And... Um, this kind of like they're about to get it on, and then the guy played by Gene Hackman um, gets a little bit too rough uh, with the woman, uh, so the woman ends up fighting back. And then, what do you know? The Secret Service bust in and shoot her because the guy is the president. <gasps> I know. Um, and Clint Eastwood has been witness to all this because he's stood behind a. To, uh, sorry, a one way uh, mirror um, which essentially is a room where the jewels were kept it's also a room where the woman's husband would usually be watching her having sex with other men mm. uh, and then yeah, clearly is, is trying to he gets framed for the killing while he's also trying to kind of prove that it was the president and all this lot's bouncing around um, it's it's alright but I won't rush out to, to see it it kind of, it's over two hours long, which it doesn't need to be, and kind of too much goes on. And Eastwood does feel a little bit like like halfway through it, he decided that the character, instead of being like a jewel a thief who was at one last job, he was trying to win back his daughter and all this slot, it kind of wants to make him into the uber criminal. Like he's a master of disguise and he can vanish without being seen and all this slot. And it just makes you go, eh a little bit throughout it. So, yeah, don't, don't rush back to watch that film that's 20 years old, people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last night I watched uh, Colours, oh, um, yeah. the uh, Dennis Hopper movie, starring Sean Pedro Duval, about, um, <laughs> about gang violence uh, in uh, in sort of like the, the late 80s in, in America, um, which is brilliant. It often feels a little bit... Um, it's, it's often really, it's often a little bit kind of colourful and a little bit jovial, the kind of, the, the kind of subject matter that it's taking on. If it was set now, it would be one of those David Ayer, uh, Anton Fuqua movies, uh, where they'd be quite gritty and everything like that, and it'd be right up my street. But this is a little bit kind of like there's a lot of iced tea in the background.
1: A lot of iced. T- oh, actually, uh,
0: uh, right. Yeah, okay, As I in see. the wrapper. Yeah, um, but I, I, I
1: was like, "What? That's like Lipton's iced tea. Like the <laughs> strangest product placement of all time."
0: <laughs> Would have been, yeah. Um, but yeah, but I think it's also got um, a very early performance from Don Cheadle in it. Uh, seems to watched a lot of Don Cheadle movies in the past um, few few weeks. To oh, honest. did
1: you get some miles ahead?
0: I haven't got some miles ahead. I might do it this week. I've got a a, a, a fairly really cool week ahead of me this week where I've got, one of our fitters is having the uh, week off, so I've got no fittings on, uh, oh, nice. and I go I'm on holiday next weekend, for the weekend so, yeah, so it's, it's yeah I, I'm, I'm, I might get to miles ahead maybe on sort of Wednesday or Thursday but yeah, just in, in the past sort of few well, the past sort of month or so I have watched uh, of Don Cheadle, Civil War Age of Ultron mm. uh, The Guard Brooklyn's finest. Uh, what else have I watched? Um, I watched Manic. Uh, and I've also watched from his early stuff Hamburger Hill and Colours uh, recently. So, yeah, in the past like three, four weeks, I think I've watched seven Don Cheeto movies.
1: Nice. Bloody hell. Wow, you could do a lot worse,
0: man. Yeah, he's he's not bad at the cheese. Uh, so yes, that's that's what I've I've watched. What what else have you been watching?
1: Um, yeah, so I have got a few other things. Uh, so I saw Green Room.
0: Yes, you did, didn't you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, good old cinema, unlimited screening. First one of those I've been to since Trance, and uh, that oh. was a number of years ago. So, uh, but yeah, uh, very very hyped for this. I thought I'd make the effort. Um, so this is Jeremy Sonier's new one. Um, it, I think it's out in the US like this weekend comes out in the UK a week Friday. Um, so, story is uh, basically a, a punk band um, a play a gig at a place. It's kind of like hastily arranged, and they really need the money. But um, it, it's a, it, it's like a, basically a, a venue for white supremacists. And uh, one of the after their their set, one of the band um, stumbles in on a killing. And uh, basically the band are kind of ushered into the green room, locked in there. And it kind of goes from there while uh, the white supremacists led by Patrick Stewart um, kind of work out what they're going to do. And the band uh, led by Anton Yelchin uh, kind of work out what they're going to do, essentially.
0: Um, The the gang of white supremacists led by Patrick Stewart. (laughs) Yeah. um, That's the words you never thought you'd hear. No, no. uh, He's very good in
1: it. Yeah. because it's like, it's almost like he's not the angry vitriolic guy, and it's not it's not like there's anybody there who would outwardly make them a- antagonistic. You know, they're all like all the members of the band are, like are, are, are white and whatnot, even though they do um, uh, antagonise other people with, with a song. But I, I, I won't say much more than that. Um, but yeah, no, it's almost like he's just a biz. Bus- he's like a business owner who has these links, and he's obviously a very, very nasty man, but he's not one who is just prone to violence and getting down to the gore straight away. And he has a kind of a... I don't know, his art, His art's quite interesting, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, this, there's not an ounce of fat on this film's body. Um, everything there feels relevant. Um, I think it's about ninety-five minutes long or something, and it, it, it like it absolutely justifies that relatively short length. Uh, it's very harsh in moments. Uh, there's v- like quick bits of gore which are pretty fucking rank, to be fair. Um, but th- th- there's also a tinge of black comedy to it, mm. um, which. Hell, it's a good cast isn't it yeah it's an interesting cast man i mean anton yelchin uh imogen poots patrick stewart macon blair from blue ruin who's like Sonya's mate and he co-produced this uh and he's actually really good in this um uh yeah mark webber um you know a bunch of a bunch of people it's yeah it's it's a good it's a good little indie cast mm. uh and um yeah I, it just it 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 does its thing and it gets out um you like the you like the, the 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 band who are locked in the room. Uh, you know, you kind of grow to like some of the other characters as well. Um, but when it gets down to business, it gets down to business big style, like re- really, really meaty, disgusting, tense, edge of your seat style. And it has the best last line you'll hear this year. Oh nice. Uh yeah, fantastic. Um I very much think you should go and see it in the cinema and maybe we'll talk more about it in a couple of weeks.
0: Then I will do that.
1: Yeah, good. Uh I, yeah, you'll like it. Um so I uh I watched uh We're the Millers, which is on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Disposable.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's got fun a few last in it. Yeah. It's fine. I was like that with with Where the Millers. It's 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 fun at points, when it's fun, and then when it's not, it's 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 really not. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, but I know. Yeah, exactly. But it, it's it's fine. Um, I watched it last Sunday night, kind of perfect for a Sunday evening, like before work kind of thing, you know. So it fine. Uh, oh, yeah. I watched Alien on Alien Day, upscaled uh, for upscaled four uh, K. I just want a 4K disc. I'm assuming Fox will probably put one out before Alien Covenant next year, and I'm all over it.
0: Yeah, I'd be be very surprised if at some point Alien doesn't end up on another format.
1: Yeah, Uh, I mean, Fox are one of the the studios that have gone pretty hardcore on on Ultra HD 4K, so um, yeah, I'm, I'm... Really, really, really looking forward to seeing that. Um I don't need to talk about Alien. Um San Andreas, you know, like I said earlier, disposable fun. Um and, uh, the destruction is pretty impressive in that film. Um, as is The Rock and as as is um Alexandra Double didario Um yep. so you know, she's all good. Uh um, Mad Max Fury Road, obviously great. Don't need to say anything about that. And I'll finish up with Special Correspondence, uh um, <laughs> which yeah. Uh, so it's Ricky Gervais and Eric Banner. Um, it's a Netflix original. You can you can watch it on Netflix now. Uh, story is basically Eric Banner's uh, radio reporter. Ricky Gervais is his technician. Uh, they're dispatched to a war going uh, breaking out in Ecuador. Um, but through circumstances, they end up not going and they have to basically fake their broadcasts. And it kind of goes from there. Uh, Ricky Gervais has written and directed a film where his wife is Vera Farmiga and he has a crush on Kelly MacDonald.
0: Oh, so wait a minute, he, he, he's written and directed this? Yeah. All right, cool. Um,
1: so, you know, there's that.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: that, that,
0: that. that That's what I think we call the Adam-Sandra uh, ego effect.
1: Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um It's, it's got, I mean, it's got some laughs. Um, it's a, it's a really, really mild, mild, mild recommend. It's the most three out of five film I'll see this year. Um, if it was five minutes longer, it would be two and a half out of five. It just about gets away with a hundred or hundred and one minutes or something. Um, there's Eric Banner's straight man to Ricky Gervais's slightly buffoonish kind of guy works well enough um there's some fun stuff with ricky gervais on cocaine towards the end of the film which did genuinely make me laugh out loud um but there's a good that i mean the whole subplot with ricky gervais's wife is useless um And yeah, I, I, I I don't know, it just, nothing about it is all that compelling, but it did have a few solid laughs in it. Which is Ricky Gervais in a nutshell for me.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'll watch this at some point, I'm in no great sort of rush to watch it. The simple fact is that, that I haven't found Ricky Gervais
1: funny for quite a while to be honest no i mean it's i I mean i i don't find him super funny either but i'd I'd be surprised if i like that david brent film more than i liked this i'm that i'm that david brent film looks like the worst this Mm. was okay so there you go um but yeah i mean christ it's on netflix you like you almost couldn't get away from it um, yeah, yeah so, they're, you know, they're
0: heavily, heavily pushing it, aren't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, totally, they are. But you know, it's it's a hundred minutes. You know, if if you're looking for something on a midweek evening, you you could actually you could go for far worse. I'm not one of those people who, who hates Ricky Gervais through overexposure or anything like that. I just met him because I don't find him that funny at this point.
0: Yeah, I'm the same.
1: Yeah, but you know, three out of five. It, you know, it is what it is. It looks like a film as well, which. Is yeah, oh, there's another trailer I watched, absolutely fabulous, which looks like it's 20 years old.
0: I, I haven't watched that mainly for the fact that I, 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 I refuse to acknowledge that it exists. Oh,
1: guess who has a cameo in it? Guess guess which American actor who really wants to be a comedian has a cameo in this? In absolutely fabulous, that is
0: Johnny Depp,
1: John Hamm. Really? He re- like John Hamm, the like who just seems to appear in comedies just so it seems like by association people might think he's a funny person.
0: He literally because Mad Men was a really successful series, wasn't it? Yeah, and a yeah, it kind of feels successful.
1: like he's completely yeah, like 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 nothing with that opportunity. Yeah,
0: like like you, you take somebody for instance, like. Brian Cranston is a great example, right? Brian Cranston um, was in um, what's it? Um, Breaking Bad, and he's now essentially he can pick and choose whatever the fuck he wants to do, and he's doing it with with summer plum. You know, he's been nominated for a best Academy Award, Oscar. Uh, he's been in big movies, you know, with Godzilla and stuff like that. Uh, and, you know, even somebody like Chai Hunnam, for instance, from, from Sons of Anarchy, he's going to be in Gary Ritchie's King Arthur movie, uh, he's got another couple of big movies coming out the next year or so, so there's, there's those, and then John Hamm was in Mad Men, which is a show I've never watched, but was big, really big, and yet he did that Disney baseball movie, um, and was in Bridesmaids for a little bit, everyone forgets he was in it, and then, yeah, he's going to be in the Abs Fab movie, it's a little bit like, yeah, like he's taken his chance and they've gone, all right, well, do you want to be, you know, we've got this, you can be in the new Bond movie, you can be in, in this and this, and he's gone, no, 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 no. Well, what do you want to be? I want to be in the Absolutely Fabulous movie. What's that? <laughs> it's a little bit underground. No, it's not, it's just shit, Well, Yeah, yeah, no,
1: that, shit. That, that's exact, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I couldn't have put that better myself. Like, just the way you'd be like, well, you know, you might not get it. It's like no, no. It's just it's twenty years old, and I don't think many people really care anymore. It's going to be interesting to see between that and Bridget Jones's Baby how the late nineties, early noughties, massive like pop culture female skewing thing does when it's brought back again.
0: Well, that was a fun TV show when it was on. Don't get me wrong; the first few series of it, I remember watching it, um, and it was it was. It was a fun show, but nobody, nobody outside of Joanna Lumley and Jennifer Saunders have been saying at any point in the past 20 years, we should make a movie. I
1: mean, I mean, to be like, it would be like Red Dwarf getting a movie now. It's just like that. It's gone. That time's gone. Sure. TV. Fine. Doing it. I don't know. Just. Doing it on the big screen. it. Like this David Brent one, it's like, what's the point? It looks like a fucking TV show. TV's apparently in a new cinema anyway. Just have it be a fucking prestige thing on TV and bog off.
0: Yeah. I mean, Abstaff ran, I mean, it's had two runs. It ran from 92 to 96, where it was popular, and then it tried to relaunch itself in the early 90s, where it wasn't as popular.
1: Yeah, there you go. And they've kind of done a couple of one-off specials, haven't they? I mean, yeah. they did one for, like, the 2012 Olympics or something. So, yeah, I mean, but there you go. I've, of course I'm not going to see it in the cinema, but, good, you know, good luck to them. I
0: mean, Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? If it comes out and, they, and people start going, do you know what? They've actually nailed something It's actually kind of quite funny, then I'll, I'll, I'll happily watch it. But, yeah,
1: yeah
0: I, I just
1: doubt it. Yeah, anyway, there you go. That's, that's it for me.
0: Twitter questions? Uh, yes, I'll... have you got them up there? Because um,
1: I know of one. Uh, it was Ethan Bar asking if um,
0: yes, what, what our
1: biggest civil war had ever been. What film
0: brought the clo- what brought you two closest to a civil war? In sabotage,
1: sabotage, sabotage, sabotage.
0: Yeah, that's the one that kept my mind with sabotage all day what? long. Did you see the uh, the sabotage? Um, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that I'm getting. Well. So you're right. getting? It. You've actually ordered it, have you? Oh, fuck yeah, I'm on. Oh, super. Uh, cool. Good
1: on. You. I'll be good on you, but you're mental.
0: Yes. So some um, people Street... Um, Dean, um, um, on on Twitter, um, messaged me. I think partially joking, partially serious, saying you'll like this. Uh, and it's it's a it's a company from the Czech Republic that do special editions, <laughs> and it is it's a steelbook special edition. Um, <laughs> right. Oh, I get, this gets, this gets interesting. Trust me. It's a steelbook special edition of the movie, uh, Sabotage, where you actually get, you get a copy of the movie, uh, you get a steelbook, um, it has a couple of like, uh, plastic sleeves, you get a, a lot of colour photos, you get an actual limited edition card, and there's like a, there's like a photo book of the movie, and all this. So it's a fantastic set, you know, and if it was for a movie that most people Treasure daily. I think everybody would be fucking all over it, but I'm not. It's the sabotage. Uh, so on what day was it? Thursday. Uh, I was uh, working in in the shop. I, I'd done my fitting, and I was back working uh, in the in the shop. Uh, and I got a phone call. My phone. And usually, if I don't recognise a number, or it comes up unknown, and I don't answer. But I just got my phone out of pocket, and I just answered. And this person started speaking in in a foreign language to me. Um, and I was going, "What? I'm sorry, what? What?" And I just went, I, "I I don't understand what you're saying." And all I could work out what they were saying was sabotage, sabotage. And I was going, "I I have I have no idea what you're talking about, Beastie Boy." And he just kept saying sabotage. And I went, uh, and "Hung up and thought, What the fuck was that?" And then I got a text message. A few seconds later, from the same number, saying, because you had to put your name down for me. and it said, uh, you need to confirm your order before Monday, Um, otherwise you will lose your copy. Um, I don't think you understood what I was saying on the phone a minute ago. I was like, oh, that's what that was. Deary me. (laughs) Yes, I'm on it, £33. Fuck's sake. Good for you. Yeah, so I, I'm, very much, I'm very much looking forward to it. <laughs> Rewatching Sabotage. Which, when I said to Becky about it, I haven't told her much it cost, by the way. Uh, I thought it was a tenner. Nice. <laughs> she, she didn't ask. Um, She'd just shake head at me. But she said, really? is that the a movie with the uh, all the madness in it? It's like, yeah. She went, that film's fucking stupid. Yeah. So like, yeah. I what yeah, you, you listen to your wife. I said, I, I know. She went, how many times have you watched that now? I was like, five She's like, and her response to me saying that was god you're a fucking idiot aren't you yeah, <laughs> yeah. thanks sweetie well, right. well, so, well, yes. well, right. so yeah so yeah uh, so that was that that was that um, sabotage yeah that was not me we had a, we had a, a disagreement about For um, sure
1: man like that one all day long
0: and the thing is he was right yeah I am. <laughs> Still getting away from it um so yes, that was episode one hundred and fifty eight of um doing the monkey um what have we got next week Ian? um
1: night of cups is out in limited
0: oh, it is, isn't it?
1: um I'm gonna go see bad neighbors too, so
0: I might try and go and see that on Friday before I go away
1: nice, so uh. Yeah, I'm thinking probably Bad Neighbours 2 and then a midweek recording by the sounds of it next week.
0: I'm free from Monday. Cool. That'll do for me. Cool. Yes, uh, so, yes. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, you can get us on uh, at Doodamonkey on Twitter, at Ian Laurie on Twitter, at Doodamonkey at gmail.com uh, Anything else to add, Ian? No, that's it. Nice cool. one. Good show. It was indeed. hope you enjoyed listening and we shall speak to you soon. Cheers, folks.